Well, we've got uh, not much time, unfortunately, to talk about everything else that's coming up in this uh, in this motorsport week ahead. Um, but uh, we will talk a little bit about some of the big things that are happening. It's the return of the World Endurance Championship. And they're at Silverstone. And there's no more grid girls, Ben. Indeed. And about time too, if you ask me. I, I, I think there are some cases that you can make against the so-called banning of grid girls. But I do think that this is a step that all motorsport needs to be taking. And even though you could say that Weck has been Weck is the first of a very slow bunch, if you know, if that's perhaps the best way of describing them, you know, good on them for being the first ultimately. Uh, Scott Woodwiss, you have some alternative views on the uh, um, abolishment of Grid Girls. Uh-oh. What? Quiet you. Um, <laughs> No, I, I, I can, I can, I can definitely understand the whole opinion in terms of, you know, obviously, in terms of, I, again, because obviously Ben made a very, very good post. There's been a couple of good posts I've read, and they all make perfect sense, and I completely uh, uh, take on and agree with some points in terms of there is a change that needs to be made. I just think in sometimes of all these circumstances, I think yes, while it is quite an old-fashioned thing, it's a bit of a knee-jerk reaction to kind of ban it altogether. Um, if you can see what I mean, like I said, it, uh, I'm not entirely saying that it's that it's 100 that, that it's a, a right thing at all having grid girls, but at the same time, I'm not saying it's a wrong thing, you know, because you know, the, the, there's rather than because you know, because I agree that in some cases, you know, it's it's a case of it's a bit outdated where you've got these girls that are kind of yes, as attractive as they are, they're kind of they're all kind of dressed up in cat suits or like scantily clad clothing like that, you know. I think a, a, a start should be if they're dressed in something that's more appropriate and more professional looking. And I understand some of these girls that yes, they, they have a career in terms of they want that they, they have as a way to kind of pay their way through, I don't know, through if they go through university or college or it's something they want to aspire to kind of push them forwards in terms of a different area of a career in terms of maybe like modeling in terms of professionally, things like that. It, it, or, all the girls who do it have their own reasons for doing it, whether because they're helping help with a team or whatever it is. You know, at the same time, I can understand that I can agree that yes, there has to be some kind of change that needs to be made. I think it's best, but it was better to kind of bring it in gradually or find an alternative raise rather than just banning it all together. But I'm not saying that you know, at the same time, that it's right to have good girls full stop. I think it's just a case of they could have look at it a bit more in terms of looking at alternatives or altering it slightly so that it was more acceptable in a way going forwards but you know at the end of the day what happens happens so you know yes there are it's just there are still a lot of championships to have it and they may decide to go forwards in other areas but you know however what's done is done and fair play to World Endurance Championship for making that move and I say that if it, if it, if it will work for them then then, then get on them and, and best of luck going forwards. Perhaps the first of many championships, who knows? And I did some research after this uh, announcement. I did some uh, <clears throat> comprehensive research on the uh, Google um, <laughs> to see for, for equality um, if there was ever any grid guys. And uh, it turns out that there, there has been, actually. Um, I think it was James Collado, um, the uh, the WEC driver, um, said that he had a... Uh, he when he was racing, uh, well, not just he, but the, the entire grid of uh, of Formula 3 drivers at the time they were, um, were racing, I think, in 2010 at Rockingham, and there was some sort of tie-in, commercial tie-in with the NFL coming over to England, and they had some NFL guys on the grid being those grid guys. So, um, 
that was interesting to see. It's happened before in Moto Three as well. Of Anna Carrasco, she had a male, she had a male grid boy holding. I did see those pictures. Yes, I think in Aston, yeah. Um, Well, not just there as well. Yes, and so to. uh, um, if if you look if you look closely, there there is a, a, a slight bit of balance, um, but if if you don't want to look closely, then you don't have to. But uh, anyway, so um, the the general consensus is that uh, although some people will be disappointed to see them go, the overall consensus is that uh, it's a, a good move for humanity, um, and uh, and the uh, and and females that the uh, the World Endurance Championship should choose to do that. Um, and and uh, say goodbye to Grid Girls. Uh, World Endurance Championship back in action this weekend at Silverstone, the six hours of Silverstone, I think it is, on the Sunday. On the Saturday, it's the Elms, the European Le Mans Championship. They're in action as well. And uh, there's some uh, some some pretty big-name drivers in there. Our own, uh, uh, well, our own, I say our own. Um, it's uh, Kelvin Fletcher. And uh, Chris Hoy, I think, will be racing in the European Le Mans Championship from memory, uh, amongst other people, of course. Um, and uh, it's good to see that the uh, European Le Mans Championship is uh, is growing again in stature after uh, having nearly uh, uh, fell into a, a British F3 style oblivion in uh, thanks to its low grid numbers and uh, and uh, and dullness. So it's good to see them back on the uh, on the bill. Also at Silverstone this weekend, the European Formula Three Championship, and uh, Vicky Selwyn is uh, looking forward to seeing that live on TV. I think. Um, probably. Although it was it was me that lunged in earlier. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't Vicky. Sorry, That's Dom. I, I always forget. I always get you mixed up for for Vicky somehow. So. Well, it, you know, we're, we're both... I'm, I'm not going to... Right, I'm not going to finish that sentence. Um, no, I'm really looking forward to this weekend at Silverstone, mostly because, unfortunately, chaps and dear listeners, um, I'm the one of the people replacing the grid girls. Oh, um, really? I, oh Go on, I you kept will, this quiet. I will be there. Um, I will be there, um, donning my uh, pink and blue fetching volunteers outfit, and I will be wandering about the pit lane and everywhere um, on behalf of Silverstone, making sure everybody has a wonderful time. So yeah, I am effectively taking over from the grid guards, definitely on Saturday, maybe on Sunday as well. Um, so there you go. If, if you're wondering about Silverstone, and um, yeah, I'll be there. So if you want to come and say hello, come and say hello. <laughs> so will you be, I just want to get this right, will you be more of a sort of a general sort of ambassador for for uh, the race or for, for Silverstone, or will you actually be standing on the grid holding the pole, Giggity, um, as uh, replacing a, a, a grid girl? I'm not entirely sure yet. Mostly the former, but potentially the latter, because, uh, yeah. And would you like to be a grid girl, Dom? Oh, well, who wouldn't? Who who hasn't watched motorsport in any capacity and, and looked and gone, right, you know, it's it's an access to the grid. I'm going to stand there. I'm happy to stand there with an umbrella or a pole or whatever and go, look, I'm holding a big number. Well, I've never actually understood why, why kind of, why specifically in that walk of life, you know, do people, people don't aspire to be bus stops, do they? You know, they don't, they hold, stand with poles with the numbers on the top. But, you know, these people, interesting characters. Oh, I don't know. I mean, the, the, there's various sim games about driving buses, so... There are. I, I may or may not own one. Um, you, but do, can, you do can, then, can, obviously. It's Euro Truck Simulator. That's a popular <laughs> one. No, that's, that's a cracking... That's a, sorry, I'm, I'm going to just go off down a rabbit hole. So, yes, um, absolutely. I am massively looking forward to um, everything at Silverstone this weekend. It's going to be an utterly cracking weekend. 
Well, you kept that quiet, Don. I, I Did I? Well, yeah, because you never told well, we all, us. We all have to keep some secrets, I suppose. I suppose. No, I, 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 I do. I do most. Well, I do lots of things in Silverstone. So this year it'll be the the World Endurance and the Formula One and potentially the MotoGP as well. Oh blimey! Is he mad? And, but the only reason I can't do World Series with Renault and British Touring Car is that I'm actually having to do my actual job. So I can't do everything this Damn. year. But, yeah. Um, two, I think, two definite big events, um, and I can't wait. Frankly, it'll be brilliant, utterly marvelous. Uh, and also, uh, World Superbikes back in action at the uh, Motorland Aragon in Spain. IndyCar at uh, Nola, Louisiana. I'm not going to say the uh, pronounce uh, pronounce it, um, but yes, IndyCar is back uh, this weekend. And a little thing called Formula Juan, or one, as I like to call it. In Mexico, all of a sudden. Uh, Formula One is at China this weekend. Quick predictions from everybody on the panel. Quick yes or no. Well, not yes or no, but um, give us a name of who you think will win the race in China this weekend. Uh, Andre. All roads lead to 44. Lewis Hamilton. Ben McPhillips. Rosberg. Scott Woodwiss. Hamilton. Vicky. Ugh, pains me. Rosberg. Dom. Sebastian Vettel. Oh, useful thinking. I like it. Now, now I was surprised that Dre didn't go down that route. Being the biggest, uh, biggest UK-based Vettel fanboy out there. Excuse me. Yeah, as much as <laughs> I am a Vettel fanboy, yeah, I keep my head, <laughs> I, keep, I keep my head screwed on at all times. All roads lead to the Mercedes. I, I'm not, I'm not totally buying Ferrari being a consistent threat to the Mercs team just yet. So that's that's why I'm saying. I mean, for me, Mercs are a dominant team, and. Hamilton's better than Rosberg, so I will always pick Hamilton over Rosberg unless it's Monaco. So, and, yeah. uh, and and if you was to ask me <clears throat> uh, what my prediction might be, uh, considering I got the last one right, um, I, I said that Sebastian Vettel would take the honours at uh, Malaysia, and he did. Um, and I will predict, confidently so, that Lewis Hamilton will win the race in China because of what Dre said. I, I have to say, China has a marvellous place in, in my heart as a racing event, and having attended the race China. in, in 2010, China. yes, for my 21st birthday, I went to the Chinese Grand Prix. And oh, watched I bet it. you had a blast. It was, no, it, it, as a race, as a race, it is utterly brilliant, and the facilities are fantastic, and Shanghai as a city is breathtaking. So as a flyaway race, I personally would really recommend it to people. So I am... Did, did as, did your lungs get covered with three tons of pollution after you came back home? <laughs> not, not that much. To be, to be no, actually, to be honest, I'm sitting here now wearing a T-shirt saying "Volcanic Ash Victim" because if uh -huh. you know, if you cast your your mind back five years, um, two days after the final, uh, after the checkered flag waved, um, global air travel was brought to a standstill yes. and Formula One was thrown into um, into kind of madness. And as a result of that specific thing. I was stuck in Shanghai with all the Formula One people for three weeks while we all tried to escape. Can I ask why you went to China, though? Why I went to China? Um, because I went in... I went to Shanghai as a place on holiday in 2004. Absolutely loved it. And for my 21st birthday, I just decided to kind of combine my love of motorsport and Chinese things. And it all kind of came together. And can you speak... Uh... Mandarin, um, a little bit, but not not enough to kind of 
be Chinese. Oh, okay, fair enough. Because a lot that would be probably one of the lowest destinations on my list of things and places to go and see a Grand Prix. China, Bahrain. Um, yeah, China is. I think China too. is China as Shanghai as a city is marvelous in every way, and I can't rate it highly enough. And the race circuit is really good. You can actually see if you sit on the grandstand, you can see the entire circuit because of the, the height of the grandstand and the kind of the flatness of the rest of the track and the way it's laid out. And it is astonishingly cheap, Ast like astonishingly cheap to get about, astonishingly relatively cheap to get there. And the race tickets are, you know, for something that you get a kind of a, a day ticket at Silverstone, you could get four days of sitting in the grandstand and mooching about watching, you know, I watched the race like level with Fernando Alonso when he jump started. It was, it, it's quite an exceptional circuit and an experience together. Blimey. Um, that leads me on to uh, another question um, then that I've got for the panel before we, uh, before we leave for the evening. Um, Dre, Yo. would you suggest any particular track to go and watch a, a Grand Prix from or a, or a MotoGP race? Oh, God, I wish I could say because I've, I've been a student and been having a bank account balance of precisely minus several thousand oh, pounds. Where would you like to go? Where, 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 where? If, if, I, if I had to pick one, I would probably say if Imola was still a thing, I'd love to have gone down there. But if I had to pick one on the current calendar, I've always had, I've always had a, a thing for the circuit of the Americas. I think it's one of the best all-around tracks out there. One of the very few tracks where I think that actually works for MotoGP and Formula One more than anything else and because it's america they do things big and you know that's always cool with me so if i had to pick one i'd probably say kota big is always better big mac of course <laughs> yes it is indeed and speaking of big the top rotor race on my bucket list has to be the single biggest gathering of people for a sporting event in the world at the indianapolis 500 oh. fair enough um, Scott you sound surprised. <laughs> well, I, I was imagining like Monza or Silverstone or something like that. But yeah, no, probably Indy 500. Yeah, when you think about it. Yeah, um, Scott, where would you uh, most love to to go and watch a race? Uh, what you mean, like anywhere, any event? You mean? Yeah, I mean, if money was no object, where where would be your sort of where would be your Dom's China? Oh crikey! Now you've asked me a question. Um... You have to forgive me because I really can't pick between the three. I'm going to cheat and pick three instead of one. Oh, Sorry, oh. but I, no, I can't. I can't choose between the three because you've got the Nordschleife. Because well, it's the Nordschleife because it, it, it is for, for me. It's for me. It's it, it's in my top. All three of these circuits are in my top five for a reason because they're they're awesome. So you've got the Nordschleife because it's absolutely amazing. Um, I would I would love to go and watch again experience Le Mans once the Mans 24 hours because that would just be unbelievable to camp out do it with friends just to kind of just to be there watching the race during the night and stay up as long as possible um, i think for me though for an experience because it's, it's just such an awesome circuit bathurst i want to go to bathurst either just for the 12 hours or for the big one for the bathurst 1000 one of the two i've got to go there at least once because it's just there's something about the place that just it's just so incredible you you, you look at the, the location and you think surely they can't fit a racetrack around a mountain like that but they have done it's been there for almost 70 80 years and my goodness is it a racetrack and a half and it's absolutely amazing so yeah sorry to cheat but i have to pick those three because they're just all, all 
equally awesome in their own right. Fair enough. And uh, Vicky Selwyn? Well, I think I had two for, for very opposing reasons. And one was Spa. And I went there um, in 2013 for the Grand Prix. You know, Were you dressed as a giraffe? I was dressed as a giraffe, yeah. <laughs> I remember you saying. Yeah, um, that, wow, that, we went down, that, was that went down very, very well with the Belgians. I have no idea why, <laughs> but they're all very drunk and amused. Um, I don't know whether I'll be dressed as a giraffe this year, but um, we're actually going to Singapore. Um, and even though it'll be 3 a.m. in Singapore, we might try and do Downforce Debrief from Singapore. I would absolutely love to, you know, I'll even pay for the phone call to if you can come on the show and, and do a something from singapore that would be amazing we will bloody try because we want to we want to be on european time anyway so 3 a.m is only no well it's not that late um not that late if we're like being there sort of not really well yeah so so we go back to the hotel and get some wi-fi get the get skype going um and potentially tell you tell you what's been going on in singapore so that's this year's um epic choice i think i wanted to do a flyaway um and i think in night race it's unique it's a street circuit so it's sort of a different element very different to spa um and i just think it's going to be awesome um i'm really really excited i actually have a friend who um went to melbourne this year she thinks she's visiting her brother and um she actually went to melbourne to watch the grand prix i know she and she's also going to singapore as well so uh, i'm not jealous of that one bit honest <laughs> <laughs> i think probably uh, yeah i mean if 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 i was to think of races that i'd like to go to probably again i i, I couldn't really narrow it down to one i'd probably pick two uh melbourne first race of the year always great plus it's australia it's always going to be good there and uh, and yeah singapore as well why not sod it <laughs> yeah and uh, jake callahan has uh, has jumped in on the uh, on the spreaker live chat and uh, he, uh, he agreed with you scott on uh, on bathurst he says it's such a breathtaking track and it is True that. as well. Uh, Ryan King has been in touch and uh, said uh, he'd pick the Red Bull Ring in Austria. Mm. Well, it's not, not, not when it's a bad track, but that's an unusual choice. He says, so, underrated, it, that. underrated. He says it's a beautiful place and the people are nice and the food is great. And uh, Ted uh, Kravitz did a, uh, a a thing that Ted Kravitz does where he like wanders about and stuff like that. I forgot what it's called. Uh, and he went in the um, Austrian village town place and uh he was uh showing us about all the yeah all the nice people and the nice food basically it was a nice place to go uh on okay. a budget as well as one that's probably why it was so packed last year because it's it's like sort of central isn't it to all european places it's cheap yeah it's really cheap i can't I, I, yeah i can't really disagree with that with ryan it's it sounds pretty pretty plausible to be fair and uh, finally, Racing Clothesline Blog has been in touch to say um, that he would most like to go to the Gilles Villeneuve circuit in Canada, uh, as There's it is, uh, I think, Canadian, I think. Uh, or yeah. Monaco, he says. So, uh, yeah, but uh, I think Monaco, I don't think many people aspire to go to Monaco because I think the biggest thing they think immediately, ooh, the cost, I think. But I could be wrong. Um, so, yes. Or just go, go to Monaco while the race is not on and drive around the streets of the Formula One track. Or get the bus and pretend you're uh, Alonso. I got stuck behind a bus when I drove around Monaco and it's I hate buses in Monaco. Oh. They're too slow. Well, that, that's, the, uh, that's the official um, bus review on Downforce Debrief by uh, Don Mottram. <laughs> and uh so, to be a service uh there we go and on that boss bombshell we will end tonight's show 
so much stuff to look forward to next week as we were saying Formula One in China the uh, uh, European F3 series at Silverstone MotoGP are you looking forward to that at Texas that should be good Indy cars in uh, Louisiana NOLA and uh, loads of other stuff thank you so much to all the guests who've come on the show tonight too Vicky Selwyn Andre Harrison Ben McPhillips Don Mottram Scott Woodris our usual friendly voices on the show and also thank you to Lando Norris and Jack Harvey the superb British Indy Lights driver we'll do this all again next week here on Downforce Debrief it's been a Lester Forbes production